You are listening to Distinct Poplar, a twice-monthly audio fiction series written and read by Matt Herzberg from www.distinctpoplar.com. This episode is titled, The Ritual, Part 2. With legs of jelly, she staggered forward to approach the center pot. Her hands trembled, which shook the lid and made her ugly pot rattle too much for her liking. Continuing forward, she knew that all eyes were on her, so she tried very hard to do this right, in order to get this out of the way, with her identity intact. She moved slowly, The added stress of her lethargic march to the center pod only made things worse for her fleeting sense of responsibility for her cause, yet she pushed forward nonetheless. When she finally made it there, she quickly opened her own ugly pot and poured the hastily glued and poorly constructed dollhouse furniture as fast as she could, not just so that she could get this part of the ritual over with as soon as possible, but also She did not want to raise the alarm from anyone who was watching. So she leaned in close to the center pot as she poured in such a way to hide as best she could the revealing contents of her own container. And as she hastily deposited the contents of her pot, she couldn't help but peer into the center pot where the tiny furniture was headed. If for nothing but sheer curiosity... As the little white chairs, tables, beds, and desks tumbled to their destination, she couldn't help but be fixated on a small patch of burlap sack from one of the first ritual members' own contributions. There, within the folds of the material, she swore she saw something move. Whatever it was, was the size of a rat. But that was all she could tell. No other discernible features could be made clear while whatever it was, was underneath the fabric. She stared in horror at the small lump that twitched and flopped around inside of the large center pot's interior, small enough to fit inside of the container, but big enough to have nowhere to go amongst all the stuff. So it bounced off the metal fragments, the rocks, and the bike chain, as she covered it with a pile of dollhouse furniture. She couldn't help but screech just a little as she pulled back suddenly out of shock. Luckily, all of the miniature furniture had finished pouring into the central pot, and on top of the creature that stirred within it. There was no lethargy in her legs now as she turned and briskly walked back to her spot in the shared circle. It took everything she had to tame that part of her that registered her innate reaction of flight or fight. Normally, it would be fight, or at least that's what she would have preferred. But with all of these secret teachers positioned around the room watching her, she couldn't exactly overturn the center pot and face whatever was fumbling around within it. So flight would have to do for now and it ran laps around and around the inside of her mind, screaming at her to leave immediately. All but running back to her spot, she resigned herself to the fact that she had to pull herself back together. 
If she could calm down enough, she could finish the ritual. Then she could leave and put this all behind her. So she started to slow her breathing. She reminded herself why she was here. If she could get an even a small piece back of what she had lost when she was exiled from the library kids, then this would be all worth it. Within seconds, she could feel it working. The breathing really helped, and even though there was no way she could become perfectly calm in this situation, she did manage to get her thoughts in line. Which led to her next cause for fear. She had never actually started chanting. She had completely forgotten to do it. There was a chill that formed in her shoulder blades when she realized this. A chill that turned into a sensation of ice water that could have been dumped right down her back if it had been real. Every single ritual member had chanted so specifically and she hadn't even taken the time to try to imitate it. Surely, they must have noticed that her voice was not amongst their strange, nose-filled, rhythmic chorus of sinister-sounding words and phrases. Her breathing started again, rapid and uncontrollable. It felt like her lungs were giant hot air balloons, and every time she took a breath, they threatened to expand so much that it felt as if her chest would explode. Surely the secret teachers would know by now that she was an imposter, and she wondered what they would do with her when they discovered her deception. Would she be suspended? Would she get kicked out of school and banned from graduating even though the school year had only just started? Or would it be worse? Would they hurt her? Still the chanting got louder, despite her certain fear that she was compromised. All she could do was try to chant along with them, now and hope beyond all hope that nobody had noticed earlier. She tried to reassure herself, given that she and everyone else were wearing masks, it was likely enough that they couldn't tell she hadn't been trying. Wasn't it? So she tried her best to imitate the hums and inflections that the secret teachers made around the improbable words that she had never heard of. All of it sounded like garbled nonsense as it fell from her mouth like vocal garbage. And after enough time had passed, she felt more secure in her position as an intruder who had yet to be discovered though it was only a matter of seconds that she waited, with each one passing and feeling like forever. When the ritual members were done chanting, the first member made their way to the center pot followed by the second, then the third, and so on, till she felt she had to go back as well. Secretly dreading the closeness of where each of them stood, she watched as the first member motioned to the fifth ritualist who joined them over the center pot. Looking down into what she could only imagine was the thing that was held within there. The first member put a lid on the center pot and the chanting began again. This time, she was able to keep up with the chanting with her garbled and imperfect impersonation. Then the fifth ritual member faced the center pod and kneeled before it. With their back to everyone, the fifth member pulled up a hood, 
which covered the entirety of their head and obscured any view of their face. Then they removed their mask and set it to the side on the floor. As they did this, the chanting began again from the remaining ritual members and raised in volume. The other members brought up their arms and spread their hands, and she quickly mirrored them, only slightly out of sync, watching the fifth member with nervous anticipation. Then the center pot rumbled and rattled on its very own. Nobody was touching it. The junk inside sounded as if it was banging around, and there was a loud hiss like steam that upset the pot's lid, causing the entire thing to rocket off the rim of the container, rattling noisily onto the cold concrete floor. Then the fifth ritual member lowered their hooded head into the pot and began to scream. She was sure that it was a man's voice that gutturally girded itself before each new loud piercing cry. As the unknown creature from within was surely coming in contact with their face, or at least that's what she guessed as she couldn't see past the man's hunched form as he violently braced himself against the pot's exterior with white knuckles, practically thrashing back and forth as the creature within pulled him deeper and deeper into the opening of the center pot. The screams finally came to an end, and the struggle ceased almost as quickly as it had begun. The man did not pull away from the opening, but in fact lowered his head even further and reached into the container with trembling hands. Forcefully, the man pulled whatever was in the pot towards his face. She could see the burlap sack, the wires, the rusty bike chain. All of it had somehow come together in a mass of junk that the man wore as a brand new mask. It was the mask of the nameface collector, and the man wore it proudly as he turned to face the rest of the secret teachers. She could see that it was in fact made from all of the things which each of them had placed inside of the center pot when it had been their turn during the beginning of the ritual. The main headpiece was formed from the burlap sack, which he placed fully over his entire head. The black stones had become the mask's sinister glassy eyes. The barbed wire outlined the sockets, the cheekbones, and the jaw with vicious little stingers digging into the man's face, holding everything and painfully into place. The metal filaments created intricate details like eyebrows, nostrils, and the wrinkles in his forehead. She noticed the bike chains which fell from the back of his head to his shoulders like wicked, rusty dreadlocks. And yes, finally there was her own contribution, a majestic white crown composed of her mother's tiny, hastily glued together dollhouse furniture. The secret teachers all began to applaud, so she did too. But she wasn't sure about what they were so excited about. The man in the newly made mask turned in slow circles, almost as if he was showing off. Around twice he went, but in the middle of the third go, he stopped and doubled over as if in some horrible pain. 
Then his hands went up to his face, to the area where his mouth would be. In that blank spot of burlap, a vicious tear formed revealing the man's lips, his yellow teeth, his blackened gums underneath. She watched in horror as his mouth then extended open beyond any normal physical restraint. His jaw dislodged like a snake, his tongue widened and grew, and as if there wasn't enough, the man violently shook from head to toe as he vomited forth a set of five long paper scrolls that unfurled and fell to the floor like thin, wet tentacles. The man's breathing was hoarse. The choking, gagging, gasping sounds he made suggested he was choking to death. The surrounding secret teachers cheered and clapped for the creation of the monster. It was the name Face Collector, and she had helped in its horrible creation. The library kids would now know that everything they suspected was true. The monster was real. In that moment, she decided that now was the opportunity to take her leave. While everyone was distracted, she went to snatch up her ugly pot, and then run away and never look back. It was that flight or fight mechanism within her, and this time, there was no mistake which one was in control. But before she could get to her pot, she couldn't help but notice the paper tendrils that unfurled from the mouth of the name-faced collector. Strangely, each strip of thin, wet paper had upon it a messy scrawl of dark ink, like handwriting. She managed to delay her escape a moment further, super curious about this new development. It was handwriting, barely legible, but the letters were unmistakable. And upon further inspection, she discovered that the letters formed actual words, and the words formed actual names. Each paper tendril had a name written upon it, and as she paused in her discovery, she noticed that one of those names looked eerily familiar. It was her name, Jelmy Fasik. The very thing that she had been terrified to think of within the sanctuary of her own mind when the ritual had started. Then the paper tentacle with her name separated itself from the others, as if it had independence and power of its own. The other tendrils rolled back up to the nameface collector's mouth, while the load tendril with her name straightened like a snap bracelet. All of the teachers stopped applauding and cheering at their handiwork and watched from solemn masked faces devoid of emotion as the lone tendril rose up and pointed straight at her. Then the nameface collector spoke with a cruel whisper over its most recent vile, gagging gasp. Student.
You've been listening to Series 1, Episode 3, The Ritual, Part 2. Copyright December 6th, 2017, from distinctpoplar.com. Music for this episode was done by Kevin McLeod. You can find more information about the songs in the episode description. For more episodes of our podcast, as well as ebooks and other features about the city that forgot to stay clean, visit us online at distinctpoplar.com.